0: You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're going to compare notes about living through
1: a move and through home renovations, both of which can be exciting but chaotic periods of transition. We'll share the experiences we've had, what we did that worked well, what we wish we'd done, and tips for parenting through the chaos. We also want to let you know that we'll have another Patreon bonus episode dropping in September, and that will be available to all friends of the show. So if you aren't already a friend of the show, we'd love for you to join us. There are three bonus episodes already and two recorded live hangouts waiting for you. To sign up for $5 a month, click the link in the show notes. So for our neighborhood updates, I thought we could both recap our summer breaks since all of our kids will be back in school by the time this comes out. Ooh, that's something
0: to look forward to. Yes. yes. Okay.
1: little peek into the future. Yes.
0: So we are actually already back in school. Yeah. Um, But that's because we homeschool. So I cut the summer a little short. Yep. I made an executive decision. We were done May 11th, which was really nice because we we were done with school by some of the end of the year craziness with other activities. And the weather was still nice. And so we had about six weeks off. And then I was like, you know what? I think we're done here. I think we've had all the summer fun. And we're doing trips like at the end. We were doing trips when school would have started anyways. So I was like, well, let's give ourselves a little more flexibility by starting earlier. Let's enjoy the nice weather when it's nice Mm -hmm. and just buckle down on school while it's hot. So we had about six weeks off and then everybody was bored. Everybody was bothering each Mm -hmm. other, including me, probably. It's really hard. I think I've mentioned this before, but when you have homeschool and then you take away all the structure, but you're still home. Right. And now it's hot and we can't go play outside. And it's just like, no, we need something to do. So did that. We did two camps. The kids are actually at a camp right now. One was for stop motion animation, like making their own little Lego movies. And then... They did a, like, biomes camp at Whoa, the Riparian, and they had a little cool. summer, they had a little hike every morning to start and, like, compared our biome to other biomes and stuff like that. That's great. It was really fun.
1: Our uh, town recreation department it's puts so on good. phenomenal camps we really do. They get They like,
0: I think some teachers or some, like, college kids that are going to, mm-hmm. you know, going to be teachers, so it was really good. They did dive lessons. We are good. So... When we're recording this, I am sitting here with about two
1: weeks left of our summer, and looking back, overall, we have had a good summer, Good, I would say. Not that it has not been challenging, but I think it's kind of like kind of like the best that it can be for the ages that my (laughs) kids are just for the heat that's here Mm -hmm. for what it is so things that worked well the planning and the money that we put into camps and activities for the boys were well worth it good we also have started mave at full-time daycare Mm -hmm. and that started just like at the beginning of the summer also very worth it kept her busy yeah it is definitely tricky, like I've mentioned, to find activities for all three of my kids from toddler to tween, but then you add in not being able to go outside, like you said, and it just really compounds. Yes. And so... That has been worth it. The increased cost was worth it. I would say some highlights of the summer included any time the whole family went swimming together, Mm -hmm. because that's something everyone can enjoy. Getting cooled off feels so good. And also a specific favorite memory was picking Dash up from sleepaway camp and him just excitedly telling me all about it. Mm -hmm. And then after he told me all about it, we were in the middle of listening to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And that was just so enjoyable. Yeah. Some specific challenges, kind of like you mentioned, the boys just having a lot of time together and falling into just a pattern of the brother spats Yeah, where you can see it, it coming. It is like a rut. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Where you see it coming. It doesn't matter how many times we kind of try mm-hmm. to talk to them about it outside of it so they can see it coming. It's just kind of how it is. And then I definitely notice myself getting depleted, trying to keep the boys busy kind of feeling like, okay, my main focus should be spending quality time with the boys or kind of orchestrating things to keep them busy when mm-hmm. they're not in a camp. But then I'm not finding any consistent time for me. Right. I'm just kind of thinking, oh, I'll, you know, when they're busy doing something, I'll take some time. Right. And it sort of doesn't right. happen or doesn't happen in a consistent way that I need. So taking notes for next
0: summer mm-hmm. and like maybe scheduling that in I think that so time maybe like, like a day a week where it's yeah. like Chris
1: this is I'm gonna be off this day yeah. Chris is flexible enough usually that he yeah. can at least cover that so that would be good yeah okay let's start our topic today by each sharing what experiences we've had in adulthood of moving and or renovating
0: So thinking about this, like, man, I moved a lot, but a lot of it was college. Yeah. You know, when you just move to like a new dorm or a new, but like, I I think that that experience does kind of prepare you for moving Mm -hmm. as an adult to learn to like keep your possessions to a minimum and how to pack up quickly and all that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, there was a lot of moving in college. But then as an actual adult, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say, we had a little apartment upper flat. In Wisconsin. And then we were there about a year and moved to our first house there in Wisconsin. And then we did a real big move. So we moved from Wisconsin to Arizona. We lived with friends for like four months while we looked for a house and then lived in that first house out here for seven years. Next to me. Next to you. That's when this whole thing began. That's right. And then um, we built our current house just a few minutes away and so moved there. So I feel like I've moved, you know, You've three, had some four experiences. big moves as an adult. Yeah. And so yeah. Okay. And not, it
1: sounds like not any big renovation experiences.
0: Not huge. Our biggest thing was probably the backyard Mm -hmm. when we dug the pool. Okay, That was like the most disruptive thing. Okay. Gotcha. I think I've had more experience with home
1: updates and, you know, smaller renovations, but not so much with the move. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting. Okay. So in terms of home updates renovations we had our whole house interior painted in 2015 and looking back at this cedric was six months old a crawling baby wow (laughs) i look back at it it's like what were we thinking but i'm so glad we did it and then just last summer was pretty big in 2022 we had the flooring throughout our entire house replaced Following that, we had drywall repair just throughout our house. Our homes settle here in ways that you just get these kind of like surficial cracks Mm -hmm. in your drywall everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we just had those repaired everywhere throughout the house. And then after that, we had the whole house interior painted, including cabinets and ceilings. So it really was like a top to bottom thing. We've also completely updated our front and backyards. Our front yard was during the winter of like 2018, 2019, and then our backyard, including building our studio during the COVID winter of 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm. And we actually just celebrated our 14th anniversary of living in our house. Wow. So really in my adult married life, I have yeah. not moved. Yeah, Chris and I did rent a house for a year when we first moved out here but honestly, it was so long ago. I do not have really specific <laughs> memories of moving other right. than it was July. So I know it was really yes. hot. Why does that always seem to work out that always way Always happens desert? that uh-huh. way. And also, we did it all ourselves. And I think I think just from that, mm-hmm. even then, I thought, never again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. And you just don't even realize. Yeah, until you're in until it. Until you're too deep in it that exactly. you should have gotten more help. Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: So... Um, on the note of moving, even though it's not the same as moving houses, last summer, we did spend a month in Eau Claire at, in the home we bought there. And so that was kind of like a mini move. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'll have some notes from that experience,
0: but that's not the same okay. as like moving yeah. houses, of course. You know, I was just going to say, too, I feel like I've had a lot of other moving experience as a teacher. Oh, interesting. That when you have to move classrooms yeah. and out here, it was infuriating. The elementary school I was at out here made you pack up your entire classroom every year.
1: Oh, even if you were going to probably be in the going same to be class,
0: because you could move, oh. and because they wanted to clean everything good, but oh. they didn't actually clean everything good. Right? It was like way more, you couldn't leave bulletin boards up. You That's couldn't do horrible. anything. So it was like a lot of work every single year to set up and tear Whew. that down. And but I feel like it's kind of that same. Oh yeah, moving energy where you yeah. just gotta get in there yeah. and like in you know enlist any muscle you have. Right. And-
1: oh man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how did you go about planning
0: for such big disruptions? And what are you really glad that you did to prepare? I like this. Um, First of all, get rid of a ton of stuff. Yes. Number one thing. I think it's so important to regularly do anyways. But then you can see why, like, if your parents, for example, haven't moved in 25 years, that stuff accumulates because you don't have any catalyst to Mm -hmm. do it. So I think, like, use the catalyst. I remember when we moved from our other house in Arizona to here and it was a brand new house and I was like I'm not bringing anything that I don't very much need or very much love yes and I was ruthless and I just think like the experience of having moved across country too and having Mm -hmm. to pay for like every square foot of the semi-trailer that brought all of our stuff out here really gave me a perspective of like why would I pay to store things I don't want you know so that really is my number one. Get if you're thinking about moving even any time in the near future, yeah. like start getting Go ahead rid and of start. Stuff. Yeah. And I will say like a little bit at a time when possible. Mm. I'm kind of an all or nothing energy person, but you will burn out real quick mm-hmm. with that during a move. You kinda have to do like you know, a box at a time, or I'm just going to tackle this room till it's done because it's so overwhelming otherwise. Something we did too when we moved long distances or we're moving like actual cities is we would have kind of a last hurrah get together mm. somewhere, somewhere outside of the house, because the house is probably right. a mess, but just kind of announcing it to everyone and let everyone come to you. Yes. Otherwise you end up on a farewell tour. Right. And you have a lot to do to get ready to move. And this was definitely our experience and we did it kind of out of necessity because because I had to be out here before Jeremiah because my teaching job was starting. And so it was like, hey, we're gonna be at this bar for a happy hour on this day, come say bye. You know, obviously our families and stuff, we said bye more personally, but in terms of all of those friends and acquaintances that you just wanna touch base with, that was was good. And in fact, it's something we've kind of employed when we go back in general, cause Mm -hmm. you'll end up doing like, I gotta go see everybody. Yes, It's like, no, just come see me here. This is where I will be. Mm -hmm. And then get help. If you can pay movers, pay for as much of it as you can Mm -hmm. pay for or or enlist help for like babysitting for, I don't know, just like get help. Don't be a hero. Yes. (laughs) We're too old for this. You put your back out. Stop
1: it. It's so true. (laughs) Okay. I have a few things. One thing that I have learned along the way is to keep all information in one spot. That's great. This could be a paper folder with all your lists and paperwork in it, or my preferred choice is a giant Google doc. Love it. So this could be Even though things like quotes for baseboards is totally different from like a list I wanted to make of simple meals that I can eat, that we can eat during Mm -hmm. a renovation, it's just nice to know that you just, you know, one place to go for it all. Mm -hmm. And I might be talking to a contractor that then that sparks an idea I have that's about something else, Right. but it's all kind of related to this big period of time. And so I just really appreciated having everything all in one spot. Like that. For our I'll call it a mini move to Eau Claire last summer, it really helped to have a power afternoon with Chris where we sat together and just took care of a ton of those little tasks that we needed to do, like getting an internet account set up, figuring out waste collection, mm. like all that utility mm-hmm. stuff, and just then we could ask each other back and forth, like, What about this? What do we need to do for that? And kind of assign tasks yes, to divide of it lingering and lingering in
0: both of your consciousness. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. So that really helped. Also for moving to Eau Claire for that month, I made a big spreadsheet with a section for each room of the house and listed the basics that we would need for a month. Ooh, I love that. Plus whether or not we would bring the item or buy it, and then also where we'd get it. Like some things we thrifted or got from the previous owner, some things we were going to do a target order for. And I think that just gave me a lot of peace of mind Mm -hmm. because it felt very daunting to bring this you know, my young kids up there and like, how quickly can you, you know, get settled, feel as comfortable. And we were also trying to do it as minimally as possible. So that just helped me see, okay, what do we truly need? What can we evaluate when we get there? And it was just nice to have it all in one spot. That just, but I think that's good for like any move. Oh yeah, I think so. That spreadsheet would be so helpful. I remember something that you said, and maybe you're going to say this later, but I remember something that, was so wise that you did to plan was you made like a list of essentials for like each room. Oh yeah like in the bathroom. I know I will need a shower curtain, you know, some soap and a wastebasket. What do I need to like live in that room? Exactly. Just like to make it functional as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So I kind of took inspiration from that and Mm -hmm. did that. I love that. And then the last thing ahead of going to Eau Claire for a month, so I think this could be really good if you're moving especially cities is following lots of Instagram accounts for like restaurants, activities, the tourism account. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of helped us, clued us in and got us excited for the different things to do. So I could kind of bookmark things and we kind of knew some places to check out right when we got there. Just kind of helped us feel a little bit more familiar, Mm -hmm. even though we'd never been there before. So after a few experiences with home updates and renovations, I've learned that one of the biggest challenges for me is the unpredictability of the situations. Mm. So I'm curious what unexpected challenges you faced during any of your moves or any of your renovations, like with your backyard. And did you learn any wisdom that we could share with listeners?
0: Yeah. Okay. I have learned with, this is really more renovations or big home projects. You need to communicate way more often and forcefully with contractors than you might anticipate or be comfortable with. Agree. And it sucks because I want to be the person who pays you to do the job and then gets out of your way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be micromanaging. I don't want to be that annoying, nagging person. Um, But I have found, we have really found that like sometimes it's just a matter of the same, sometimes the skill set that makes these business owners and contractors really good at building and working with their hands or whatever, it doesn't overlap with like organizational skills necessarily. So unless they have someone really good running the admin side of things, a lot gets through, Mm -hmm. like slips through the cracks and Mm -hmm. they're managing, you know, a lot. It's understandable too. They're managing lots of jobs. And so I just tried to as nicely as possible communicate way more often and if that means you're bothering them every day then you're bothering them every day Mm -hmm. if not you will be upset with how Mm -hmm. your job turns out we kind of decided to like I was kind of defaulting to Jeremiah handling a lot of that because I felt like sometimes as a woman I didn't quite get the Mm you know, the answers I was looking for or they would want me, they would want to talk to Jeremiah about something or whatever. And I'm just like, ugh. so I just let him handle it. But i actually uh, he's way more passive than I am. And uh, I am a more direct mm-hmm. person. So I was like, okay, I actually should be the point person mm-hmm. for communication because I don't, mind being super direct with the question I don't that it doesn't bother me personality wise so we've kind of made that like okay this is unless something is really in his wheelhouse like with the cars that he just like knows a lot more about I kind of take the lead and I'm also going to be the one who's Pickier about how things look right. I and think how I'm things the same. turn out. I have yeah. many more questions yeah. and want to know a lot exactly. more. Than and there's things that Chris just does. he just wouldn't think of. And so then what would happen is there was all this tension between us because I was like, Well, did you ask about right. this? Well, what about this? Right. Well, that's gonna look horrible. And it was like he felt defensive all the time. It's like, Why don't you just handle it? Right. So um, yeah, like if you see something happening in a job at your house, say something because Nobody cares or knows about the details as much as you do. And nobody has that big picture. You just don't realize how much it's like subcontracted out. So sometimes someone could have just gotten some wrong information about where the tile needs to get laid or whatever. And you have kind of that overall big picture. So we had to, a couple of times with our pool, be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't think that goes there. Or I don't think, you know, and they're like, oh, I read that wrong. Or, oh, he said this, but that was wrong. And so just don't be afraid to do that. And then also just know that everything is going to take at least twice as long as you think it will. Yep. And probably be more expensive. Yep. It's going to, the bill will never come out at the estimate level. You will add more time and add more money. And if you just I think if you just expect that going right. in instead of being super frustrated every time it happens, it's helpful, just yes. mindset-wise. Yes, I agree. One thing about asking the questions,
1: that is something that I want to get better at. And I think now that we've gone through a few of these projects is a lesson I am learning and mm-hmm. want to carry forward. Another thing is I think I am someone I want to know all the details. Mm-hmm. And some homeowners might just be like, yeah, get in here, uh-huh. do the project, let me know when it's done. Right. Whereas I want to know every step along the way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, these are experts in doing what they're doing. I have no idea. Right. So sometimes I just want to be educated about the process where I'm like, okay, so are you going to do this first? And then this, like the way that I'm thinking it should be done could be completely wrong or not the most efficient way. So sometimes I want to get better about just asking a lot of those educational questions and kind of knowing more what to expect Mm -hmm. so that as they're, you know, well, I thought you were going to start in this room. So then when they're in that room, I'm like, no, that's according to the plan. They're right. not doing it wrong. right, right, right. <laughs> you know, things like mm-hmm. that. A few lessons that I have learned. One, as soon as you know that you are committing to a project, like you are, yes, we are doing this. We are spending the money. Mm-hmm. Start taking actions. Like if you could order the materials that you'll need, mm-hmm. um, If you could start decluttering, like Mm -hmm. you said, if you're going to be painting in the next few months, you could go ahead and start taking stuff off the walls. Like you said, you're going to have so much to do as it gets closer The things that you can take care of now will really make a difference. Also, something I ran into last summer, we were into the project and there were just so many different things to manage. And it was like, oh, yeah, I need to order baseboards. Mm -hmm. Well, it took longer than I expected Mm -hmm. to pick out the baseboards. Once I picked out what I wanted, those were out of stock. Mm -hmm. So then I had to pick the next one. And I wish that I had thought to do that earlier right even though we wouldn't need the baseboards until you know a month into the project or whatever it was yes so learned that also have learned that putting things back together and checking off those final little tasks like putting new hardware on the cabinets Mm -hmm. not the big stuff just the little stuff Mm -hmm. that you can do ends up being more work and takes longer than you expect yes because you're just so ready to be done yep and life has already been in disarray and other house stuff has built up. Mm-hmm. And I found myself just getting frustrated. Like we can't officially call this done. Yes. And it's just, just lingering. Done. Yeah. And so either making a specific plan about how you're going to wrap those up mm-hmm. um, or just little things like, oh, they need to come back and fix this little thing. Mm-hmm. And we can't finish until anyway. Mm-hmm. So and just kind of like expecting that yeah. it might take longer, yeah. but you will get there. Like you said, expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. I have just so far noticed with every single project, there have been things that have come up that we didn't anticipate and we have to make decisions on the fly. Right. That is not comfortable for me. And it mm-hmm. felt the first few times like, oh, everything's Something's going wrong. wrong. Yeah. And I've just realized that is just the nature yeah, of it. They just don't know sometimes till they get into something yeah. or take
0: something apart, like yeah. what's going exactly. to or happen. Ha- the ma-
1: different materials mm-hmm. that you got and how those are going to work. Mm-hmm. So... If I can anticipate that and just know, it's just kind of this, like, going with the flow mentality. And you just have to know that is how it goes. It doesn't mean anything is wrong. Um, Like, for example, on our flooring project, Chris thought he would DIY the whole thing. Yeah. He's quite ambitious. (laughs) I know that he could (laughs) have, but he did remove all of our baseboards and carpet, but then we realized we would need pros to install. And so we were finding someone on the fly. Yeah. And then, of course, that increased what we were spending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just kind of felt like, ah. Oh, but, you know, we didn't know until we got into right. it. It's like, well, this could be easy. Let's give it a shot. Right. And then, exactly. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> yes. And then finally, eye on the prize. Whether a home yes. update or a move, great. it will be stressful. It will probably cost more money. It will probably take more time than mm-hmm. you expected. But... The version of you who decided to renovate
0: or move, trust them and know that it will so be worth it once it is over. I like that. We say to ourselves a lot when we're stressed about things like that, that really are like first world problems. Right. But instead of guilting, we just say nothing bad is happening to us Mm. right now. It feels like all these things are happening because you're just at this stress. But like to get the perspective of like. This is all in service of us digging a freaking pool in our backyard. Like that is a beautiful, lucky thing that we get to do. So like just we tell ourselves that all the time. Nothing bad is happening to us. Nobody has cancer. Mm -hmm. Nobody is, you know, losing a job. Like this is all just like good stress, you know, so reminding yourself. Oh, I love that perspective.
1: When you're home and therefore many of your routines are in disarray or unlivable, it makes parenting even more challenging. (laughs) So what have you learned along the way about parenting and helping kids through big house changes? Okay.
0: Number one, involve them as much as Mm. possible. Um, Go visit the house you're building. Like The girls loved doing that. And And then it wasn't just this like ambiguous thing that they couldn't get their head around i we took them with to pick out tile or when it made sense to go do some of that kind of stuff um i really had them help like pack up their things and get things organized and would ask them things you know i'd lead them into right. my way of organizing but say like where do you want to put your stuffed animals mm-hmm. how do we want to know that this box you know we're going to be able to get this box because mm-hmm. they worry about stuff like that yeah. and i think we don't really realize like our girls were maybe four and six when we moved into this house. So that that was all like, where's all my stuff going? What is, you know, they feel less dysregulated, I think, when everything is not a mystery Mm -hmm. when you're explaining what's happening. The other thing I would say is set up their bedrooms and the kitchen first. For good sleep and functionality yes. and bathroom, at least yeah. one bathroom, right. like completely workable. That is huge. And actually we hired a babysitter for the moving day so that mm. they weren't like underfoot. And then we got their rooms, you know, the basics of their rooms set up before Aww. we even went to pick them up. So yeah. they could just come home to that, Aww. you know, and then it wouldn't be like this stressful. And and they just like, they want to help. They want to get in the way. It's like, no, can I just set up your bed yes. in the most efficient way <laughs> right. possible, please? Right. And then they can add some of those details when they get there, right. like get all their stuffed animals mm-hmm. out and they just think that's fun. And then just make it fun, like treat it like an adventure. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this takes a lot of intentionality when you're tired and you're stressed. But pizza picnics on the floor mm-hmm. are a fun yep. thing. Did or some of those. Spontaneous hotel with a pool when the kitchen renovation is taking longer yeah. than you thought it was going to. Instead of just like stressing about every single thing, like you have to be inconvenienced, but you don't have to be miserable about it. Yes. Right. <laughs> so. Just deciding. And a lot of that is just mindset and what you make it.
1: Yes. Following on that, I think what you're getting at is setting the tone. Mm-hmm. And you can be stressed about all those things. But if you can try to set that
0: adventurous mm-hmm. tone to your kids, that will just go so far. And I feel like it's a lot like traveling with kids. Yeah. Like you need a lot of those same right. skills and mentalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep. So I have been surprised with every interior project that we have done of just how much disarray the house is. Yeah. In. It honestly has really caught me off you're like, guard. you like, oh, it's just paint. Yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> One that really caught me off guard was the drywall repair. Uh-huh. I think because it was coming in between our flooring and painting. And so it was like, oh, this is just a the- quick thing the littlest project of them all. We've already gone through the big, crazy, like our bed was in the kitchen for a while. (laughs) And, you know, we've already done that. right? And so it really took me by surprise that everything was covered with plaster and that our kitchen wasn't usable. I was like, oh, I did not understand the extent of this project. And so this follows on something I was saying before, but asking contractors really specific questions about what the process of the work Mm. is going to be like and how the house will be affected yeah that's a great way and communicating to them if you have kids that are going to be in the mix asking them explicitly you know at the end of the day as much as possible can you consolidate all your stuff Mm -hmm. or can we try to leave this room clear of things and just kind of understand that I just remember when we had our whole house painted when Cedric was a crawling baby just being like here's the sharp tool on the ground and just not expecting anything like that so just kind of being caught off guard that it was like oh even at the end of the day when they leave our house is still kind of not livable so definitely learned that like you said communicating to the kids like how the house will be affected what people coming in are doing mm-hmm. and you know I, I really tried to make it so that it was like you know Larry's gonna be painting yeah, say the house Mr. Larry. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly um yeah so I think that made them more comfortable too mm-hmm. Mave especially can be kind of you know fearful around new Stranger people danger. and yeah. so yeah setting that tone you know greeting them chatting with them expressing to her how appreciative we are Mm -hmm. of people and then anyway she would always be is larry coming over today (laughs) you know her new best friend like you were also saying now is definitely the time to lean into all the activities out of the house and the meals out I think I end up struggling with this a bit because you're already spending yes, so much money. The money is already flying out exactly. for the reno's and then I'm like, "Oh, and we need to and take everyone out and we got to just yeah. do it." You just just do to. it.
0: I am working on that, but just do it. Mm-hmm. So. Lean into paper plates when you need to yes. for this time. Yes. Like it's it's very temporary. Mhm.
1: Okay. And finally, I don't think either of us have a move. I hope not. Or mm-hmm. any big renovations no. on the horizon. But are there any bigger home related changes that are just on your dream
0: list? Yeah. Well, we would really like to do hardwood floors. Oh, really? Or like vinyl flooring. Yeah. Like We did this tile. So we have um, wood looking tile. Yes, it looks but great. It's ceramic tile. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fine. But it's also like I just would like something warmer. Mm-hmm. I would like some real wood or something like, you know, mm-hmm. some, like you You did the vinyl plank. you did is not the vinyl, wood, right? That's right. But your I house is it. so, it's like warm. It's got more give to it. So yes. we knew like this was in our budget when we were building and mm-hmm. kind of a mid grade tile option, but we knew one day we would ideally gotcha. love to redo mm-hmm. it and take that all the way upstairs and just yeah. do rugs too. Cause our upstairs is carpeted right now, Yep. which was actually fine when the kids were littler, mm-hmm. but now I'm like okay I'm ready to move past the carpet carpet yes. grosses me out actually oh,
1: can I tell <laughs> you about the giant pile of dirt and debris it's that so we found to think about under it. our carpet yeah it's
0: so gross it's so you see how dirty your floor gets and then it's all just going into the carpet That's right. like it just is so gross to me oh. so ideally we would like to do that but yeah floors is one of those things where like whole house especially if you're going to do the same flooring throughout it's yeah, you basically need to move out of your house for a they, little while. They
1: will tell you that. They will be like, yeah. you basically need to pack up like you're you moving need to go out. on a trip.
0: <sighs> right. So that is it's kinda like daunting. how much do I actually want that? Know, or could we at least do the upstairs. I don't know. Right. So that is one thing, and then the other thing is we have big phase three plans for the backyard. Oh, like really? Like we would like to add. Our backyard is huge yeah. and the pool is great but we would like to get rid of all the real grass back there because it's just a water suck and it's honestly not the healthiest with the dogs and everything mm-hmm. like it just kind of looks scraggly and so we would like to do um a patio extension we would mm-hmm. maybe like to make our windows in the kitchen like slider doors yeah. and then do a covered patio with like a bar area and stuff Ooh. like that so that's kind of that's on the horizon oh a that's bit. exciting yeah.
1: Okay, well, for us, on our near-term horizon that we actually will be doing is we need to do a roof replacement. Oh, such a fun project. Not, not a sexy project. <laughs> not at all. But one of those.
0: Just loud and expensive.
1: <laughs> yep, our house is 20 years old, and it has been so funny like we kind of know this is looming and luckily knock on wood we're not having (laughs) any roof issues but we keep seeing more and more people in the neighborhood getting their roof done and more recently our next door neighbor not at your old house Uh the other one Uh got their roof done you're like no it's getting closer (laughs) it's it's creeping in yes so anyway that that we are starting to think about and plan for but other updates i would love to do at some point if we are you know, continue to be in our house. I would love to replace all of our windows in the house
0: Mm, and just
1: get really good energy efficient windows for the windows on the front of the house, at least the one that's not the bedroom. I would like just a big picture Mm -hmm. window and maybe some other parts in the house. And eventually I would love to just completely update our bathrooms and our kitchen. Yeah. Those would be dream projects. Yeah.
0: There's always like, there's always something that Mm -hmm. can be updated. Yes.
1: Okay, let's move on to obsessions. What right. are you obsessed with lately? Friend. <laughs>
0: oh man. I I just closed my eyes. You did. I needed to. It took a, a moment. Breath. Okay. I am reading two books right now that I can't even wait for a reading roundup to talk about because I'm calling it right now that these two will probably end up being my favorite reads of the year. Whoa. And in my top ten. Oh my gosh. Which is just like the craziest experience okay. to randomly. So these two have both been on my list for a while. One of them we're reading for um, in-person book club. It's like later on on our list for later on in the year. But I it just so happened like I got the one from the library and then I was listening to the other one and I'm like, these are both freaking incredible. Amazing. So number one is Babel by R.F. Quang. Okay, I think I saw that you were reading that and I marked it. I am. okay. it's a it's a doozy of a book. It's like 500 some pages. Wow. But here's the blurb. I don't even know how to describe this book other than it is blowing my mind. Okay, but I'll read you this blurb because I feel like it kind of captures it. A dark academia standalone that dives into the power of language and the evils of imperialism, student revolutions, and a history of violence. Babel swirls with magic, lore, and Quang's signature attention to detail. It's smart, witty, and terrifying. The type of book you can't stop reading and can't stop recommending. And that is... So true. Wow. It is mind-blowingly brilliant but wow. and profound with like scathing social commentary but somehow managing to be a complete page-turner and compelling to read and like has the warmth and charm of like Harry Potter. Oh my god. I'm not kidding. Like I don't Holy even know how cow. to describe this book. Oh my god. It's amazing. It's amazing. So that is I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's like his. if I had to pick a genre, I guess it's historical fantasy. OK, but it's fantasy light. Like we're okay. not talking dragons and fairies. It's right. like it's alternative history, basically. Oh, wow. And it is incredible. That sounds amazing. I'm buying okay. it in hard copy, even though I have it from the library right now, because it has to go on like my favorite shelf. Mm-hmm. OK, and then the other one is The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. Oh, yes. I listened to this one. Oh, first of all, Okay, so this is what a little blurb that I feel like does definitely describe it. Fascinating and timely, a heartfelt parable for our own unprecedented times. This is definitely a COVID book. It was definitely Mm, written during COVID, but it's not about COVID. It uses like, you know, this other world event that is COVID adjacent. Yes. Um, It sucked me in from the very beginning Mm -hmm. when like this big event happens. Um, And then it's, yeah, I found this other blurb that was like, we, we are all going to die, but most of us don't know when. But what if we did know? What if we were told the year, the month, even the day? How would that change our lives? Mm. So it's this like confronting their own mortality. And in so, she captures in so many great sentences and paragraphs, like how it felt to live through the pandemic. Yes. It, but in this way that makes it like, okay I don't want to live in the pandemic though it is Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe it it's clever yes it's so good yes that was very very creative I'm finding like needing to almost make like a little section on my bookshelf of books that capture what it felt like to live through the pandemic Mm -hmm. because I don't feel like I was great about like journaling I do think our podcast Mm -hmm. gives us a little time capsule but I just want I feel like books are the way that I like understand Mm -hmm. the world and it I've found a few like that where it's like this captures it. Like this captures how it felt. Mm -hmm. So yeah, highly, 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 highly recommend both of those. Okay, Babel, I am putting... On my
1: list, oh, I feel so like good. I want to choose a specific time that I can like start it and it's just Oxford.
0: Oh. It's like this alternative history of the turn of the century in Oxford.
1: Oh, that sounds so so good, oh, so good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, my obsession are these jogger pants that I have been loving this summer. I think they might be the perfect summer pant. Ooh. They are the Title IX brand Tech Joggers. I bought these towards the beginning of the summer or maybe a little bit earlier, kind of thinking they would be for a camping trip I was going on. And then I thought too, they would be great for winter hiking Mm -hmm. when it's chilly, but once you get going, you're kind of sweating and I was getting too hot in whatever I was wearing. So they, but it turns out they are perfect for our hot summers. They are super lightweight and that quick dry Mm -hmm. material. So I don't feel as sweaty in Mm -hmm. them but they just have a great fit. So I usually just pair it with kind of like a nicer t-shirt or something. And I just feel like I'm ready to be on the go. I just find in the summer, it's so hot, but when you go in places, the AC makes it so cold. So I
0: don't always want to be in shorts. And sometimes honestly, it's so hot that like you want the protection of pants, right? Like you don't want your legs to touch the seat and stuff like that. Yeah. So true. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) It's such a situation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I am absolutely
0: loving those. Love that. Love a good jogger.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page. It is linked in the show notes and to consider becoming a friend of the show, which directly supports the work we do to make the show. Find us in between episodes on Instagram. where are high girls next door. The show notes for this episode are at our website, girl next door podcast.com. And we love to get your
0: emails at Hi girls next door at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in until next time. Be neighborly.
1: No, there's a whole podcast routine you got to turn the air down to the podcasting temperature you got to block out all the delivery guys once it's like set to go all right okay are you ready Mm-hmm.